Welcome, you film freaks. You're lucky. We're talking Netflix. We're talking Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds, and my boy. That's right. One of my favorite, maybe the favorite filmmaker, my love, Michael Bay. We've given a lot of love to the Transformer movies along the way, but we're attacking every single Netflix movie. Every movie that we can until my, my eyeballs melt. Right here, right now, it's six underground. A hundred and fifty milli investment by your favorite streaming service to bring to you from 2019. Movie fan, movie fan. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I am Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, another known as Hot Chocolate, another known as the World Sketchbook Champion, another known as comic book creator that's right right here right now you can get trial by fire available on indiegogo or uzi suzy available right now too on etsy two vastly different comics directions art styles moods stories uh i'm a storytelling fiend and that's a lot of this podcast this is me in a long form conversation now rating discussing Pouring out my endless love that I have for movies. And we're 200, I think 200. No, we're 360 episodes deep. Deep, that's what she said. And here we go. There's, I kind of want to talk about life for a little bit. I want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about life in Philly. I want to talk talk about my back-to-back Florida trips because I just came back from St. Pete's. That's right, your boy here, Pete in St. Pete's, uh, ripped it up like a chainsaw, Limp biscuit style. We all know that reference. If you don't know that reference, uh, you're too young for this podcast. But yeah, so here we go. Netflix took over the world, took over everything. Netflix said, we have to make this giant capital, capital investment into our productions into our TV, into our movies. And we have to do it on a scale that hasn't been seen since SKG. Spielberg, Katzenberg, Greffin gets involved with DreamWorks. Now, you might say, Pete, what about Miramax? What about the Weinstein Company? Weinstein Company, comparable, but Netflix is their tentacles and their aim and their intent is far more far more than the Weinstein Company when they broke off from Miramax. This is more of a compliment to what DreamWorks was trying to do back in the day. DreamWorks tried to do animation, television, music, movies, blockbusters. They tried the whole spectrum and got their aces kicked after uh, conceivably one of the greatest 10-year Oscar runs for a film studio in movie history. We're talking Gladiator, we're talking American Beauty, Hey, I even like The Peacemaker. I love Deep Impact. At one time, I was more in Deep Impact than I was for Armageddon until I realized I was Michael Bay's love child. So where is Six on the Ground in the spectrum? Well, you heard in the intro, this is a $150 million bet. They got Ryan Reynolds. They got Michael Bay. They have a cast of nonstop good-looking people. You got explosions, 
international travel, yachts, boats, skyscrapers, <laughs> skyscraper, sorry, fumbling my words there. But you guys can get, you, you get the idea, right? This is a huge movie. Now, here's the one thing that no one's going to tell you about this freaking movie. The concept, the setup, the establishing lore that brings us into this movie is goddamn cool. It's freaking awesome. We have a woke action movie ready to go in front of your eyes. And guess what? None of it feels woke. What's happening over here? Well, here's the thing. Hollywood has a long history of being progressive on global and environmental and geopolitical issues. Now, on the surface, a lot of these seem to be uh, uneducated platitudes. A lot of times they're right. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just light enough, just enough to hit the head, nail on the head. Roland Emmerich, right? He's our director of Independence Day. Also fantastic filmmaker. He wants you to be afraid of aliens. So he puts out an alien movie. And then from that point on, he just makes, <laughs> he basically wants to put Obama in a uh, action movie with uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, also movie there too, White House Down. No. is Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> White House Down, not Olympus. I get those movies mixed up. But he makes these other movies. He makes 2012 and he makes The Day After Tomorrow. The, the baseline um, signs for those movies, right? It's, 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 it's an LOL. But the message is there. The message is we really should be considerate. We should be progressive. We should be mindful of the environment. Now, this doesn't mean we're like that when it comes to stripping uh, freedom and liberty from people. I'm not making a, a big... We're going in a big circle here. So try and keep up. Right? I mean... But we should be conscious of it. And Hollywood, again, I'm picking two movies that are uh, somewhat like, you know, modern day. Uh, but I'm picking these movies because they're easy to grasp onto. Now, Hollywood has had a longer history of this. I mean, you can argue that it's even embedded in Fantasia, Fantasia with, the, um, with, with the dinosaur sequence to where... Uh, this equilibrium with the environment gets disrupted from the meteor. And from that point on, right, the meteor smacking into Mexico, taking out the dinosaurs, has all of a sudden become this, uh, a status quo concept idea. But it's not even peer-reviewed. Um, yeah, like, there's there's dispute amongst that also. So let's just, let's keep in mind that science is it's it's a hypothesis. It's an idea. And a lot of these things take a long time, decades sometimes, to really form, to know how true or false they are. I mean, need I remind you, in the 80s, we were in the, uh, in the environmental crisis of the 80s was killer bees and a coming ice age. So there you go. So when it comes to Hollywood being progressive and being woke, it's all. It's really always been there. I I believe it's baked into the dough. Like the post Reagan era Hollywood, they rebelled against conservatism and they went woke. Now, a lot of these filmmakers and actors don't go far left. They you know like most people, most of you, most of me, we're all in the center. 
So when it comes to going into the center, you you're you're almost like more interested in like your craft. You're you now like the the story elements, the characterization. This movie is high on both. The woke part of this movie is basically a Jeff Bezos, who's Ryan Reynolds. He's an Elon Musk, and he flips his fortune to inflict uh, his policy, his foreign policy, throughout the world by hiring his own like Secret Six, his his own Mission Impossible force, MIF. But he he's enacting what he feels like the governments are not. He's he's cutting through the red tape literally. This is an effing cool idea. This is a franchise-worthy concept wrapped in this idea that the billionaire should give back. Now, this is also like billionaire guilt. You know, to where like the philanthropy within the billionaire community, within the hundred million, you know, millionaire community, uh, even within... The guy down the street that's making more money than all of you that's involved with the local church and school board and just seems to have endless time to put into the community while maintaining you know, a job, mostly one that he created his own and, and a full-time family. You know, like, we're, we're built as of right now to feel guilty with success. But along the way of success, we can be a savage. But once we reach success we have to uh, we, we have to correct it and we have to be a philanthropist this movie is that it's th- this is it what do we have packaged together we have a, a, a beginning an opening that I absolutely love uh James Franco uh, for his, uh, his brothers in this movie I, forget, I always forget the name of James Franco's brother uh we'll, we'll just call him Franco Franco okay he's the wheel guy he gets taken out like um they use this trope of major actors can't get like they they can't get it they can't you know like you, you can't eat a bullet I love it when movies do this it set it up the stakes are there and along the way uh, we have this parkour character who I absolutely love. He has so many close calls along the way. It's just freaking fun. It's fun to watch him get rescued. It's fun to um, put him into these different environments. And then, like I said, along the way, we have this uh, turmoil amongst the team betraying their mission and who they are. And who they are is nameless. You're just a number. You're one through six. This is this is your designation. This is the heat level uh, action around the movie, which or storytelling, which is or trope trope. I'm just throwing words out there. Trope. Now the heat trope, which is uh, very close to like the Ocean's Eleven type thing, which is like you, you know you have to get up and go. You cannot have an identity. Uh, this is the age of old like con con artist um, heist movie, okay, criminal assassin type trope. So there is a, a, a search for identity amongst the team members during this. They, they recruit a new team member. He's the one that breaks the code, okay, by announcing who he is to everyone. We, again, these are all things we see coming, but the way that they're wrapped, it's glossy. It's beautiful. It is MTV from the 90s. It is a wrap 
video. It is hip hop. It's ready to go and it's just looking beautiful. Now, we have all these things we see coming. We have characters that oh, we we appreciate to see in danger that we want to see rescued. We have babes. We have people on the team canoodling, breaking the code, doing all of these things. And then we have Ryan Reynolds, who's really fantastic at, uh, he's the glue that holds it all together. Now, I had this with some amazing cars, explosions, car flips, people flips, people falling, uh, sharpshooter. I love sharpshooter characters. This, I, this is why uh, Archer characters, Camus uh, Everdeen, Hawkeye, uh, the, that girl from Brave with the giant wild red hair. We love Archer characters. They, they're prevalent in fiction and fantasy for a reason because the idea that you can be deadly from a distance and just walk away from it is one of the awesome, most badass things about fiction that talks to our DNA. There's just something about that that we all love, that we all want to be. Sit down there, kid, and admit it. So, Six on the Ground. To launch this journey through Netflix, I don't know if I could have picked a better movie. Now, next week, not next week, holy shit, what the hell am I talking about? Episode 361, episode 361, we're going to be discussing Extraction, the Russo Brothers, based on the comic book, starring Thor, Chris Hemsworth, who, in this movie, this movie was hyped, everyone bashed Six Underground, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Sit down and watch the freaking movie. How about that? You bash six underground. Whatever. Okay. You have preconceived notions about Michael Bay. You you think you know Michael Bay. I'll just say this. Drunk bar excursion. Not too long ago. Because that's what your boy over here does. Guess what movie randomly came up as an obscure crazy reference. The Island. And I had to remind that person that was a Michael Bay movie. They happen to enjoy it. Now, probably not so much. Because it's a Michael Bay movie. You can't do that. But no, everyone, check out Six Underground. Tomorrow is Extraction. We are marching through the Netflix list. I'm a savage. We're going to do it all. And then we're going to do Godzilla. We're going to go in the huge Godzilla front. Get ready, boys.